Welcome to the Evolution Exchange USA podcast. We're bringing together the best technical leaders to talk about the industry passions and challenges that they're facing. I'm Austin Roden from Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and I help connect businesses with some of the best contract solutions out there. So today I'm your host, and I am joined by Thomas Larutsen. He's an engineer, uh, a senior engineering executive, and I uh, got the chance to sit down and talk with him today about how he got into tech as well as some of the things that he's seen going on in the industry. All right. So Thomas, uh, thanks for jumping on the exchange. Um, I know we uh, spoke kind of a while back. Uh, thanks again for making this happen. Um, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Thomas. I've been in, in data science for health tech, biotech, uh, all of my uh, industry career. I started in um, in academia uh, as a physicist by training. Um, and um, I think um, everything came natural after that. Healthcare is probably one of the most interesting fields for me to be in. Yeah. Cool. So where did you go to school? Um, so I uh, did my undergrad at the Nilsborg Institute, so undergrad and master's in the Institute in, in Denmark, uh, Physics Institute. Uh, and after that, I went to uh, UCSF um, for grad school in biophysics. Gotcha. What uh, kind of degree to physics? Was that something that you were always in or? Um, Semi always in. So my undergrad, I was doing um, in physics, biophysics. I had a minor, minor in biology, you could call it. Uh, and uh, I was working on neural networks there. Uh, at UCSF, I did switch from neural networks in the sense of, of just computers to, to uh, mimicking what how the, the, the brain is doing. Uh, math, math-wise, is uh, some, something uh, similar in, in that way. And of course, that is a lot of it is the basis for what deep learning is, is doing um, in nowadays. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So um, you start out with physics. I mean, was that like kind of an easy transition over to more tech side? Uh, I think it is. So, so I was in in the so we called it running experiments when we did things with computers, but it was in that way theoretical physics. Uh, and uh, I worked uh, in and in my undergrad, I worked in a lab that was doing uh, spin classes, which is magnetic spins um, uh, up and down, and uh, the math very similar. So um, at least as a, as a physicist, you're a bit arrogant. Uh, so you you uh, think it's it's the same as the brain, like this there are firing or not firing. Uh, so, so you're going going in that that way. So it's a, it's a fairly easy transition, and uh, there's a lot of I've seen in, in throughout my career in, in academia. There's a lot of physicists to make the jump into to um, theoretical neuroscience. Uh, there's even specific scholarships for for, for changing in, in that way. So it's a fairly easy easy jump in that way. Okay. I got you. So then you make it over to the states. You go to UCF, and then like, what were your first jobs like? Yes. Yeah, UCSF. And what were those first jobs like? Uh, my first, so I stayed in academia for, for um, um, a fair amount of time after. So I um, I joined uh, as a postdoc um, at a place called Redwood Neuroscience Institute. Um, that is, uh, it was the founder of uh, Handspring and Pilot. Um, uh, started a neuroscience, theoretical, theoretical neuroscience institute and gathered some, some people uh, around that. Uh, so I spent about a year and a half uh, there. Uh, and after that, um, uh, several, uh, that was a non nonprofit uh, neuroscience institute. Uh, after that, uh, I and, and several other people, we ended up going to uh, to UC Berkeley, uh, where I spent uh, five years at the Redwood Center uh, for theoretical neuroscience. 
Um, uh, so, so in that way, we're doing a lot of ex ex extending our, our uh, different different work uh, there. And for, at that place, Berkeley, I got into um, magnetic uh, MRI uh, research. Uh, so um, that is a, a big foray into to data science, we call it. It's basically, big big data sets uh, analyzing. Well, okay. And then so, um, where did you kind of go from there? Like, how'd you get into like you know tech leadership things like that? Uh, in the natural ways, I think each job was slightly, slightly different from what I'd done before, but a fairly, fairly, uh, not direct line, but fairly straight line. So I, um, my first company, in, industry company was a uh, second, second site. It was a resident prosthesis company. Uh, so, um, we worked a lot on, on essentially make a uh, resident prosthesis is, uh, you put a camera in a pair of glasses, uh, you send a signal into an array of electrodes sitting, sitting in the eye. So what the camera records, we do down sampling and we stimulate uh, the, the electrodes. There was 60 electrodes in, in this this version uh, in, in the eye. So blind people get restored partial partial vision in that. So of course, having been working in neuroscience groups for, for a long time, uh, that was a fairly straightforward transition. Uh, a lot of what we did there was also um, machine learning. Can we predict which patients would be good candidates for, for, this, for this device? So that's essentially... <laughs> Again, the, the data science predictive coding uh, in, in that way. And since then, I went into more uh, big, big data companies, a company called Rally Hill, that's now part of United Healthcare Optum, uh, where we can, can predict, can recommend what people should do for, for their health uh, in, in, in that way. So uh, the big business model there was um, can we keep uh, keep people healthy? Uh, recommend it, so eat a salad, go for a run, uh, yeah. what's healthy for them? Uh, to keep them out of the doctor's offices. Of course, I personally I was always thinking, well, what you know, we want to do what's good for the patients. Um, uh, but when you're an interested, you also have to think what what brings what what makes money for the company. So so uh, I mean, it's good for the patients to not have to see a doctor. It's also good for your insurance company and your large employer to to not have to pay for your doctor's visits. So it's a, it's in that way win win, and uh, in, in, in that way. So that was using large large data, so claims data and and. Uh, biometrics in, in that way plus engagement on, on our websites yeah i gotcha and then uh what are you doing nowadays uh so uh i jumped uh, basically i've been in a few few jobs since but become more more up in high, higher um higher levels uh, so now i'm in the or the, the executive leadership positions so uh right now um i'm advising a few companies uh, in in this space uh, so I'm uh, advisor for companies in, in redesign health uh, is, is one that's um, a, a, um, in, an incubator. So the type of incubator where they um, they decide, redesign the sites that uh, something is needed in the health care space. And then they uh, go out and hire a, a, a one or two founders, co-founders, CEO, or maybe another co-founder. And then they help them they help them to launch launch a company in, in the specific fields. So uh, I can't too talk too much about the companies I'm I'm, I'm helping advising them because they're as they're still in stealth when they're talking to me. But then uh, essentially the companies are going into to when they get to Series A, usually come uh, they could go out of stealth, and then they they should have been big big enough. Uh, but all of the companies there are they're super exciting companies in general. Uh, that's why I was interested in getting getting involved with them, uh, and they uh, uh, they are essentially what's redesigning healthcare. So I think if you 
anybody who has dealt with healthcare, which is everybody, whether you're a patient or, or actually work in the fields, uh, can see that there's a lot of things that could, could be improved in healthcare. And uh, it comes from the name that we're trying to redesign so a lot of these these, uh, these processes. Uh, and how, how can we make it better for both patients and, and the payers and providers and, and that. And yeah. then uh, and other, other companies I'm doing are, are more on the, the machine learning components, uh, a, a company in stealth uh, is building essentially like a lot of other companies now in, in large language models, uh, but uh, trying to do it with a different type of architecture. Uh, and then uh, uh, an encryption company um, that, that uh, is, um, they call Sauron Systems. Uh, basically, what I can say is there's a lot of issues with uh, problems with data compliance of data. So if you, um, so if it's possible to take uh, and work on encrypted data, we could help help a lot of these uh, these issues that basically risk risk of hacking insurance uh, in, in that in that fields. Okay. That's awesome. It's I mean, it's kind of interesting. You know, I've been talking to a handful of people like yourself, and a lot of them have like a real traditional path. You know, into a career that's straightforward. Like, oh, I'm going to be a data scientist or a data engineer. Other people, you know, they kind of go a couple of different ways and they end up in, you know, it kind of picks them. Yours is really unique too, because a lot of them, they all end up in like specific roles. But in your situation, it sounds like, you know, the, the advising piece, you know, for a lot of these stealth companies, I, that's like you said, it's really exciting. So it's kind of interesting to talk. Like, I think you're the first person that I've actually gotten a chance to talk to that's kind of gone that and uh, is that something that you're going to continue to do in the future that you'd like to do or are you going to stay with these companies for a while i think in, in that way uh i'm say, so for some of these companies i have uh, it's, it's a, a con co contract so it's good safe 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 or basically on, on the board of advisors for, for for a while um i think it's it's the one of the things that really exciting about it is, is you get to uh, basically you get to help a lot of different people which is nice uh, but also you get to get exposed to a lot of different uh, uh, type type of companies instead of just just one one uh, one thing, and and that way and it all helps. Uh, it basically it all every every knowing a lot of different different uh, things help help each other and, and and that way. I think one one thing we've all seen uh, since the last what five six months. Um, since since uh, I mean large language models have existed before, but I would, with ChatGPT came, came out in, in in November. Now it's uh, every couple of weeks there's some something new that's uh, so revolutionary that uh, you you wouldn't know about it before almost. Uh, so so basically being, being being involved in a lot of these these type of companies is super exciting right now. Yeah, awesome. And so is that something that y'all are using quite a bit of? Or is that something that you're seeing like competition in the market? Or uh, I'm seeing a lot of companies using it in, in different ways. Um, so I think a lot of companies are now trying to also try to find out how can you use it. Um, so it's every everybody have an opinion about about the about different models. Whether it's it's you know, cool toy. I think also right now it's it's a lot of companies um, are testing it out, but to, to not be, be left behind. Uh, in, in that way, uh, and there's both. You know, there's pro and cons about it. I think um, it is another. For, for me, I see it as it's another machine learning method. Um, so you can get a lot of value out of it, but you also have to be aware of, of its its pitfalls and basically what what can it do and what can it not do. 
Uh, yeah. One of the things you see a lot about right now, and is, is the complaint, depending <laughs> depending on where we are now, uh, this this interview um, uh, had the large language models. They gen- for example, if they generate text, they generate some 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 errors in it, um, yeah. and a lot of people are focusing on those errors, um, but. Um, in some way, just like any other machine learning, nobody claims machine, uh, machine learning is 100% correct all the time. So, I mean, if I'm in pre- presenting some articles for you to click on or some movies in the clicks or what color shirt I think you would buy, um, well, sometimes I'm not getting it right. So, so uh, there, there it's expected. For, for this one too, and I think similar to it in healthcare, uh, well, if the algorithm get it right 90%, 95% of the time, that's pretty good. But there's these 5, 10% that doesn't get it right. So you need to have some kind of yeah. filter, some somebody who's, who's validating it. So a lot of the, the large language models, you think of it as, as people say, it's, it's a good first draft of some document, but you probably have some expert reading and editing it. Yeah. And that, then, it's, then it's a perfectly good tool. If you put it out of a medical recommendation without anybody having looked at it, it's not good. Uh, but that's the same here. If you're in the healthcare field, you probably have a, a doctor or nurse uh, read over and then make corrections to it. And then it's fine. That saves them time from writing the full document uh, yeah. in, in itself and spend, spend a few minutes correcting <laughs> errors instead of uh, doing it that way. And that, that is, is, I think, great. Uh, one of the big things I could see in the healthcare is this. Uh, with burnout of physicians and everybody in, in, in the clinical staff. So it's basically it's a supporting tool for them, and then it would be a, a, great, a great tool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then do you see it alleviating any other challenges in the near future, like in the next five years or so? Do you think that's going to be the biggest thing, or do you think it'll be something else that we aren't even aware of yet? Uh, in five years, it's definitely going to be something else we're not aware of yet, I think. I mean, I've seen it in... in even any any other tools, even even uh, I would say you know more basic data engineering tools. Uh, I mean, the tools everybody uses now, even in, in one or two years, uh, most people have switched something else that's in, in development in some stealth company right now. They're thinking, uh, and I think right, what you see in this, if if this is a a, a quick burst or if it's, the speed is going to keep on going as as it has been going in the last half a year, uh, I I. Don't know <laughs> yet. It's just to follow, but I think it's, it's the language models are one. But I mean, it's going to be coming into I think a lot of other fields uh, of, of machine learning. Okay. Uh, what are some of the challenges you think it might cause? Um, I mean, I think it's I, I don't know if it's challenging. So people are talking, for example, about how it's going to replace a lot of um, a lot of people. I think it's like any other tool. Uh, I think people said that every every time something new came out. Um, so uh, I think the biggest challenge for people is adapt quickly um, and and learn some learn something new. But it was basically the same like with other with other tools. The new tools are coming out. Uh, you keep you keep learning. You see keep you know improving. Uh, I think one of the biggest thing in, in the, uh, you can do in, in the data science machine learning field. I think in every field in that great is the curiosity and and, and uh, keep, keep and keep learning aspect, aspect of it uh, because it's, I think that's just going to be the way it is. Uh, yeah. And you can't expect that it's, you know, whatever way I did things 10 years ago or whatever way our, our parents did things. I mean, that's just not how, how, it, how it works anymore. 
and and Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even me growing up, like I'm, I, I turned 37 this year uh, here in about a month or so. So like I remember we didn't have a computer in the house and then, you know, we had a computer and then you had the dial up modem and then you had, you know, like growing up into that. And then now I've got cell phone in my pocket. I used to have to carry around digital cameras or, you know, a, a wind up Polaroid camera. And then now it's all in one place. And you got to think like, yeah, all those industries are gone, but they're kind of still around doing different things. So that's uh, similar to, I think, what you're saying. Um, that is that is the things. I mean, and but in, before it was no, we didn't ride horses anymore when we had cars <laughs> and had this good that way all the all the time. So, so it's it's basically just you keep adapting and and be in the forefront, or you get left behind. Yes, that's unfortunate thing. But... Yeah, and I think. Do you think that's like the biggest tool slash trends that is showing up in data, or is there other things that you think are kind of trendy right now? Um. I'm personally, I've been doing a lot of computer vision, uh, so I think um, I, so that that field is is, is evolving uh, really fast. Uh, so and in, in, in that way too, I think it's hard to say come for specific tools, but uh, similar to last year, you, know, you get these kind of quick bursts of, of changes. Uh, but we have seen uh, when self self driving cars are getting more and more uh, um, traction. So this seems. You know, for for a long time, it's been first it was a toy. Then in the last few years, we've seen them on on, on the streets. How people complain uh, complain about them, but I mean that 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 is gonna get get better and better. So great, uh, yeah. uh, and I think in that way, uh, and there's a lot of basically essentially it's it's kind of machine learning every, everywhere is gonna be be a tool to help us uh, uh, for the good. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I was talking to somebody else. I was even using ChatGPT to kind of run some notes and just kind of put things together. And it, it seems pretty feasible. You know, I always liken it to Iron Man because Jarvis was pretty much just like a an AI with a voice interface. And I think the closer we get to that, like if you know how to use it right, you're going to have like these cool little assistants and it's that's going to really help people. But then, of course, you know, you always got the I forget which one of the Avengers it was, the Age of Ultron. You know, you get one of those coming out and, you know, everybody worries about it just, you know, going haywire and destroying everything. So I think everybody's got that in the back of their mind. But I think it's it's not the machine learning that's doing it. It's the humans. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it. Uh, I think some of the biggest ones are uh, basically, well, it's you know, um, uh, you know, the biotechnology or nuclear physics. Right? It's, it's great for peacetime inventions and, and wartime inventions. A bit not good. <laughs> Uh, but it's not the, the, it's not the science that decides it. It seems like it's it's more the humans that find out that hey, you can use you can use things for bad too, and, and uh, basically harness power for bad in, in that way. Uh, so, okay, I gotcha. Um, well, yeah, I want to thank you again for jumping on today. Um, I didn't know if you had anything uh, you wanted to uh, else that you wanted to talk about or bring attention to. Um, no, I think it's a great going into a great exciting. Uh, time hopefully the next six months the year uh we're gonna get to see a lot of developments here yeah so i'm excited to, to be part of that 
Yeah, that's awesome. Right. Before we end that podcast, I just want to say thanks again so much to Thomas for sharing his thoughts in today's conversation. If you're hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role yourself, feel free to get in touch with us over here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message as well. I'm Austin Roden. You can find me on LinkedIn or feel free to email me over at austin.roden at evolutionjobs.us. I want to say thanks again to Thomas and most of all thank you for listening hope you join us next time